Welcome back to For the Love of East Street. I am Randy, along with my fabulous co-host, Donna. Yay! And we are coming to you, as always, from the swamps of Jersey. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with one of our fans and one of Bruce's fans, <laughs> Nikki Jones, who's with us from Ireland. Yeah. And we're excited to talk to her because she has a new and refreshing take on Bruce and his music. So, Nikki, welcome to the show. Welcome to the swamps. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be talking to you today. It's lovely to have you. So tell us, Nikki, where are you from? Where did you grow up and where do you live now? Well, I grew up in Cork originally, which is in the south of Ireland, but I'm currently living in Dublin. And the two are very, very different places, but still nice to be. Yeah, I love Ireland. So yes, it's beautiful. I have never been, but maybe a Bruce show in Ireland is in my future. Maybe. That would be lovely. Do you think you're going to make the one next year? I don't know. We'll see. We haven't gotten tickets, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But we seem to know somebody who might have an inn in Ireland for us. (laughs) Well, that would be nice. Anyway, so, Nikki, tell us how and when you became a Bruce fan. Um, Okay, so obviously everyone knows of Bruce, and I I did grow up with Bruce somewhere in the background. But as when I was a kid, I didn't really know who he was. I probably heard a couple of his songs. I can remember hearing Born in the USA or, you know, Philadelphia, gosh, everyone heard the streets of Philadelphia, but yeah, it was last July. It was after a gig. I was with a friend and we were outside in the back and something in the night came on. And you know, that moment when you listen to something and you go, what's this? Oh yeah. I I know exactly that moment. And I remember turning to them and they had that look in their face of, what do you mean you don't know what this is? And they were delighted because I didn't know what it was and they could tell me all about it. So that started a whole um, slew of music going back and forth. And the more they sent, the more I wanted to know. Hmm. Okay. So prior to that, what kind of music were you listening to? Oh, gosh, probably a bit of everything. Um, I like jazz, I like blues, I like Zadeco, country, um, classical, metal, anything that I can get my hands on. As long as it's, you know, played at real passion, mm. then I really want to listen to it. Well, and, and Bruce, I think, fixing to all of that, well, except the Zydeco. <laughs> yeah. I, I listen to everything from, as I said before, something in the night to stones to... Um, Bruce and Broadway, actually, that was one morning kind of a, you know, have you heard this yet? And I hadn't. So I ended up watching the entire thing. And then we would dissect it afterwards and talk about bits or sit together and play bits and talk about what something might mean. You know, when he's talking about his dad, Bruce talks about his dad a lot in that particular show and different things. But the more that I played things and the more that I listened to things, the more I wanted to know more about Bruce and where the music came from. Because I think his music is very accessible to everybody. He's got the big band. Mm-hmm. Or it could be just you listening to him playing by himself. Right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you mentioned before, like kind of in the background, there was Born in the USA and Streets of Philadelphia. But do you remember what the first 
Bruce song you ever heard was or not really? Um, probably Born in the USA. And okay. I'm almost sure that it was in my uncle's house um, and that my cousin was listening to it and she was really proud of her jeans that day. And I had no <laughs> idea what she was talking about or why or why she kept in pointing to her ass as she was showing me the album cover. None of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So was it love at first listen or did he have to grow on you? Um, I think a lot of it was love at first listen, but some of it did grow on me because I got a present of the Bruce book. Oh, nice. Mm. And that actually opened him up in a different way because I was reading about Bruce growing up and then I was reading about his influences. So I heard that, you know, he was big into Eric Clapton. So I was looking into Eric Clapton songs or the Roy Orbison songs he mentioned. But then as he goes further, I was listening to Steel Mill because I wanted to know more about Steel Mill. And it opened it up for me. I understood where the songs are coming from, like Lost in the Flood. I'm not sure I would have appreciated it so much if I didn't understand where he grew up, the people in his life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, do you remember which album you listened to in its entirety? First, I do. First, yeah. Um, I got Erie Canal first. Uh, it was sent to me and I, you know, you just kind of leave things on. And that was from We Shall Overcome the Seeger Sessions. I think the American Land Edition. So that day I listened to the entire thing as I was in the kitchen doing things. And it was, it was amazing. Um, and you, you said earlier on about Bruce doesn't do Zydeco, but Oh, Mary, don't you weep would definitely be a Zydeco uh, hint there. You know what? You are right. I, I stand corrected. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. So being so new to Bruce's music, are you going back and listening to his earlier stuff? I am, but that's possibly it's through your influence as well, ladies, because as I'm listening to your wow. show, <laughs> you would mention songs. So, for example, um, Queen of the Supermarket. So I went back and listened to that. You mentioned it one day and I was like, oh, what's that? And I'd have to listen See what that's about, and I loved it. Yeah, um, one of Randy's also, favorites. Yeah, I love that song. But um, I'd also find that I, because of the book, I was looking up things and listening semi in order of the career. So maybe the wrong side of the tracks I got really into at one stage and racing and streets. In fact, I think possibly I know his earlier stuff a little better than I know his new stuff, and I still have a long, long way to go. It is. It's like it's right. like you're starting an education, right? It's like you're you're learning. It's going the, back to school. Yeah, it's true. It absolutely, it's like going back to school. Every yeah. time you pick up a new bit, you have to go and look that up and see yeah. what's Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, Randy and I recently went to the Grammy Museum to see the oh, um, the archives, right. and they had this book, and I refer to it as the eight hundred pound book, and it is a book of every single song. It's you know notes about it and all kinds of different things that 
I ref- I'll be listening to something and I'll refer to the book and just learn yeah. about songs. So it really is. I mean, even, even those of us who have been Bruce fans for a long time, we're still learning more about him and about his music. So yeah, it really is. It, it's, it's an education that never stops Nikki. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So of everything you've listened to so far, what would you say is your favorite album to date? Um, oh, that's kind of hard. I know I kind of love the Seeger sessions and um, I've been lucky enough that when I had a copy of the CD, they, they actually have a, a live video attached as well where they show how it was all made. So, Oh, nice. That is currently my favorite, but I, I do dip into other ones and like them too. Gotcha. Um, I do like The Promise, for example, and I like Darkness on the Edge of Town as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to choose a favorite. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. So Randy and I talk all the time that our favorite song can change daily or monthly, depending on what we're going through. I And I am curious if it's the same for you. So what is your favorite song? And it does does it change for you as well? Oh, it absolutely does. Um, currently, it's Candy's Room. Oh. And I I know that that's an older track, but I, I've seen some versions of him playing it live, and I think it's amazing. I, I really love the passionate song. Um, the sadness hidden in the pretty face. I mean, yeah, he's mad about this girl, and it, it just it blows you away, the passion he has for her. And I think it's a song that he grew into as well. His earlier versions of the song are, they're great, but live, it's a totally different animal. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. And we know you're going to see Bruce for the first time next year, so you must be super excited for that. Totally excited. I'm sure. Um, Is there a particular song or songs that you really, really want to hear him play? Okay, so you ladies usually have a top five. Yes. Really hard. (laughs) It is so it's hard. Something in the night. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was the first one that turned me to becoming totally down a, a Bruce track. Um, tougher than the rest. Mm-hmm. Drive all night. Uh, oh, Mary, don't you weep? And Rosalita as well. I know it, it's a it's kind of a, a classic, but I still love it. I think it's a great song. Mm. And Rosalita, there is really nothing like Rosalita live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, amazing. So now, if you were going to put together the this concert, his show that you were going to go see, what would you choose for an opening song, and what would you choose for a closing song? But that was actually kind of difficult because I've never been to any of his gigs, so I'm I'm only guessing what well, I you, think would sound good. It's your concert; you're putting it together. Whatever you want, whatever you want. I think I'd really like to see Sherry Darling as an opening, mm. especially Bruce doing Sherry Darling. He just totally, he lights things up. It, it takes off and it's a, a whole world of his own. Everybody gets involved. And I think that would be a great way to open everything up, get everyone dancing and get everyone going. Yes. Um, but to end, and I know it's a bit maybe not the wildest. Well, it's a very well-known track, but I'd love to see Born to Run live just to finish and just to be there with the people around me just to listen to I love you with all the madness in my soul together with people just that moment to close things off I think would be lovely 
Hmm. Well, you definitely will hear Born to Run. Yep. I mean, that goes without saying. You yeah. will hear it. Um, mm-hmm. As a closer, maybe not. Yeah. I, that I can't guarantee. But Probably I will, not. But I will guarantee you will hear Born to Run live. And it will be phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. And it, it's months and months away. Wow. When is it? I think it's in May, right? I think so. Yeah, it's almost a year. Uh, almost a year. Yeah. And I was I was watching him play in the Stone Ponies today on just just to practice. Hear him live. Well, I listen. Seen there too. Yeah, you have almost a whole year to learn even more. So by the time you know the concert comes, you're going to be like a complete expert. Uh, we can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a favorite band member other than Bruce? I do. It's actually Max, Max Weinberg. Oh, that's one we haven't heard yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell us more. Well, when Bruce talks about Max, he says that he is the one that always seems to know what he wants to do before anybody else. Mm-hmm. But I think it's actually true. I, I've sat there and I've watched him play. And while Bruce might direct everybody with a hand, Max is already there and he's picked it up and he's he's so good that... I sometimes see backing singers and things watching him to see what Max is doing. He's, he's really, really good. I think he's actually possibly an understated talent among drummers in the world. I really do. I think he's that good. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I think he is. I, well, I think every member of the E street band is an amazing musician unto themselves. Yeah. All of them, and I and I do agree with you. Max is amazing. Absolutely. Um, I, I saw his son play. I, I believe Max was doing something else, and his son played. I think it was. Uh, um, I don't know what pink pop. I want to say, and his son stepped in. They're very different styles, and his son is very very heavy on the drums, and it was completely different. It was like um, an, an army drummer coming in, and it was much. <laughs> I'm still interesting. I actually saw a full concert with Jay playing. Really? Yeah. Max was on um, Conan. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, and I actually ran into, just happened to run into Max and his wife while I was having dinner oh, one night <laughs> and uh, started talking. And um, yeah, he was saying how it was actually Bruce who reached out to Jay to see if really? he wanted to play. Like there was n- absolutely no interaction with Max um, regarding Jay playing for him, which I kind of found to be really interesting. Yeah. I, I would say, well, I think that Bruce is actually quite in touch with what other musicians are out there. Yes. Um, I found a lot of his collaborations really, really interesting. Like um, the stuff he does with Brian Fallon is brilliant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love it. But I also love how um, even more obscure bands that aren't extreme, that you don't hear about all the time that he is partnering with and doing these these collaborations, which I just find amazing. I just, um, yeah. is, is that the China Street Bleachers? Yeah. Is it Bleachers or sure. a, a band that I had never heard of before? Yeah. But I just think that he is. He's into and and you know what? There may be people listening who are going to say, "What do you mean you never heard of them before?" Yeah, uh, 
I never heard of him before. But anyway, he's just so open to helping out these other bands, which I just and I I think it also just speaks to his desire to play music. Like I agree, he's certainly not doing it for the money at this point. Right, he just loves it. You know, I mean, he he wound up um, with Coldplay the other day. Yeah, he showed up. He showed up to Coldplay in Jersey the other day. Yeah, and he played two songs with Coldplay. Yeah, I, he's played with Coldplay and he's, I, I've seen him sing with Bono and, yep. and YouTube the times things as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a no-brainer though. Yeah, that's a that's good... That's like a real no-brainer yeah, to combo. see the two of them on yep. stage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe Glenn Hansard from The Frames might play with him when it comes to Ireland. Hmm. You never know who will show up. Yeah. <laughs> you never So, Nikki, do you have a favorite opening line of a song? This was also really hard. Um, I, I went with She's the One um, with her killer graces and her secret places that no boy can fill. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sets it up for uh, the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. Always wonder, did he ever make it to Candy's room? <laughs> <laughs> one never knows, does one? No. No. <laughs> um, if you could be a character... In a Bruce song, who would you want to be and why? Um, I want to be the lady in the blue dress and tougher than the rest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's a, a song for, um, shall we say, more mature women like ourselves who lived a bit, you know, and meeting someone who's been through things but is honest with themselves and you about who they are. You can you can do a lot if people are honest, and it's 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 a beautiful love song in its way. They're seeing you exactly for who you are. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I first of all, I love that song. I think it's an amazing song, um, but I never thought of it in that way. I and I think that's like my song. That song should play every time I walk in a room because <laughs> <laughs> I have a little bit of a of, of a. Go ahead. You can. T- <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I'd much prefer you say it. I'm tough. I'm strong. I'm a strong ass woman. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so yes, that is kind of my song, but I've never thought of it in that way, and it I love it. So now that you're a fan, if you met Bruce, what would you say to him? I'm actually curious. It's, it's, a, it's a funny question, but I'd love to know when his family get together, what do they eat? <laughs> they eat whatever the personal chef makes for them. <laughs> do they cook his mom's dishes? I mean, are they, are they looking back to cook things that he grew up with? Or oh, is okay. he dancing around the kitchen with Patty cooking all day long and singing at each other? What is actually going on? Does... When they eventually sit down at the table, you know, every family has their in-jokes. Are, are they teasing each other and throwing bedrolls across the table while they're saying, just, you know, <laughs> please, what's going on? Wow. Well, I do know that they have a chef. Yes. That much I know. Uh, their, their chef is a friend of a friend of mine. Uh, because nice. I myself am a chef and the person I know is a chef. So they know their chef. And you're holding out on me. Yeah. So what am I going to hear? 
Randy, <laughs> I know Bruce's personal. Well, I don't know, but my friend Mark knows Bruce's personal chef. What does that do for us? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Unless, well, yeah, we'll talk about that offline. Um, but yeah, so I, I, whatever, I don't know that either one of them cooks very much, but we do know Bruce has mentioned that he used to make pancakes for the kids. Yeah. So yes. there was a time when he was short order cook. Short, exactly. The short <laughs> order cook. He talked about that. But uh, yeah, they're not cooking. <laughs> and I was just reading in the newspaper here a couple of weeks ago that there's a restaurant in a town called the Highlands called Chilangos. It's a Mexican place and supposedly they love it. Mm-hmm. And they went in there and they became friendly with the chef and he started like bringing in his personal tequila collection and he's been to their house and brought tequila over. Uh-huh. So when you come to the States, Nikki, you can go to Chilangos and look for Bruce and, and fam. Oh, well, uh, we're in the States. I think we need to go look for Bruce and the fam at Chilangos. Well, we can. Yes. <laughs> I, it is on my list of places to try now. I, I mean, but I've also heard that he he and his family go to like Carabas, like places like 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 chain restaurants that they're very like because they're not fancy. They're just regular people. Yeah, but I want to believe that they have better taste in food. This is coming from a chef. So yeah. Carabas is not high on my uh, well, my priority list. It's Sorry. like a Olive Garden type place, <laughs> you know. It's not. Ex- yeah, it's not exactly fancy, but that's no. fine. All right, we've gone off on a tangent. Oh, it's okay. We're allowed to go off on tangents. I actually have a a question I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, and this is kind of a little off topic, but not. I mean, Bruce, as you know, is half Irish, right? Okay. And I think there's a lot of connection between him and Ireland. And I think a lot of Irish fans take a lot of pride in that. But I also know that, you know, a lot of people on that side of the pond are not like huge fans of like Americans. And so I'm just curious, like what what the how people look at not just Bruce as like this kind of, you know, hero, but, you know, how it fits into the whole America versus Irish thing. I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Oh, actually, um, some of my family emigrated to America and, and live there now. Uh, I had an aunt and an uncle who were doctors in the States. Oh, wow. Um, and their sons would come back and forth when I was growing up. So I think the ties between America and Ireland are actually still very, very strong. Mm. Um, now, I've never seen him, but I, I do believe that Bruce drinks in Dublin and is in O'Donoghue's and can be seen around um, Tower Records in various different places. Mm-hmm. And I like to think that's because Irish people won't necessarily bother him when he's going out and having time to himself and his family and his friends. Right. And I think that's nice. I think it's important that he can come over here, do his work, but still have time to himself. And we can go, oh yeah, look, there's Bruce, but still step back and let him have his, his moments to relax when he's not working. So when you know he's there, are you going to go like hang out at Donahue's <laughs> or Tower, Tower Records? If I, can, I see he, he's deep in conversation with someone, I wouldn't go up and interrupt. I think that would be maybe not the nicest thing to do. Right. If, if he's open to people coming over, that's fine. But if, if he was deep in conversation with someone and it looked like it was private, I wouldn't go over and interrupt. Okay. Now you mentioned Tower Records. Did you mention ta- you you guys still have Tower Records? We do. Oh, wow. Okay, cuz Tower Records closed here like 
a long time ago. Long time, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Oh, there are. I think there's two or three different tower records in Dublin at the moment. Wow. wow. But a, other record shops have closed, even the small independent ones. So Tower Records is where you get a lot of things now. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, because we only really have the smaller the smaller mom and pop or the rare record stores that yeah. are left. Yeah, we don't have I don't have to be jealous that you have those because they're more fun nearly going in and yeah. being able to quiz people over the counter. I like this, but what do you like? And I found this, but what 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 do you know better than me that I can find? Right. They have recommendations whereas Tower Records they're great, but they have everything there. It's not the same as having someone who has an absolute passion and is going to point you in the direction of something new. Right. I agree. I, agree. Yeah. I like that, you know, it's much more personable. Mm-hmm. So you could go Absolutely. in and say, what obscure Bruce album do you have right. for me today? Right. Maybe. No, no, no. Obscure. You could go into the store oh, uh, and yeah. say... They're not going to have, they're going to look at you like, we don't have obscure abuse records. It's right. Records. right, right, right. We only have the latest. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Absolutely. we are, we are excited for you on your Bruce journey. Yes. It sounds like you have learned a lot already and you have a long way to go, but you'll be prepared for next year when you get to see him live. Super exciting. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited already. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll make a guest appearance. We'll take a little, you know, jump over the pond and come visit. Yes. Get to a show. We'll see. You never know. That would be great. Well, we'll you're, you're on. You're at the top of our list to call. Yes. We'll let you know. Thank you yes. very much. <laughs> and thank you so much, Nikki, for joining us today. That's all the time that we have, friends. And Please check us out for the love of East Street, our Facebook page, wherever you stream. We really, really want to hear from you and we would love to interview you if you got some interesting stories. So thank you. And um, we are sponsored by Donna J Skincare, an all natural anti-aging skincare company that believes your skincare should care for the health of your skin. Signing out from the swamps of Jersey. Later. <laughs>